And we are live. I am Justin, also known as the DIY Audio Guy, and this is the Sound Advice live stream and podcast. I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Red Sox fan, Nick from Toys DIY Audio. Nick, how are you doing? Good. And I'm also a Packers fan. Go Pack Go. And I'm so yes. glad we didn't get Odell. <laughs> uh, so, so who's Odell? I'm, I don't follow the the I don't follow the sports ball. That's okay. The it's just it's a good thing for OBJ to go to the Rams for in my opinion. So I'm happy. Our good friend El Fuego the Fire says that he's looking at budget builds as we speak. So this is perfect timing. I'm always doing a, a budget something because I'm just a little bit of a of a tightwad. Uh, Jesse Strong commented that when he heard about budget, his cheap skate ears perked up. So I'm right there with you. It's not right it's there not with being you. tight. It's being frugal, being frugal smart with your money. Thrifty. Yeah. Thrifty. Yeah. Thrifty. Yeah. And I, I like uh, DSS's comment where he says, Hulk, smash that like button, folks, please. And thank you kindly. If y'all don't mind, he must be from the South. Y'all, if y'all don't mind. Y'all. Exactly. I, uh, Yes, indeed. We appreciate the likes. Any, any Anything you want to smash on all those buttons at the bottom of the screen, just smash them away. Uh, that always helps. It helps YouTube to see that we're awesome when you hit those like buttons. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I clicked on a different one. There we go. El Fuego said that his Seahawks stuck up Lambo yesterday. Another, another sports ball fan. Yep. Packers didn't do great either, but uh, thankfully, Russell Wilson was still rusty. Jesse Strawn says, I'm not thrifty, thrifty, I'm cheap AF, LOL. So I am indeed <laughs> laughing it loud at that. I, I identify with, with that. That's the type I identify with. Yes, and you're from the South. That, Excellent. And people that don't know what AF means, that stands for Air Force. Air Force, yes, exactly. Yes, I am cheap Air Force. I'm, I am from the South as well, although I don't have much of a Southern accent unless I'm talking to my brother. And then I cuss more and I have an accent. And I don't know why. You know, what's interesting is we're both live in the South now. So, you know, I'm not from the South originally. I'm from the North, but I got a nice little mix now going on. I don't have the Southern accent yet either. So we, we, we decided to come on the show today and just talk about budget gear because it's always fun to talk about budget gear. We, we've talked about budget gear on the show before. And the big question is, has anything really changed on the list of ultimate budget gear? And uh, we were chatting before the stream and some of the things I'd picked out have gone up in price. And so now I'm no longer... <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer as sold on them. They're not as good a deal anymore. And so I'm going to take some of these things off of my list. I don't, maybe, maybe the fact we've been promoting these things. In fact, let me see if I can share my screen here. And I want to jump right in because this is something that Nick and I both um, chose as a budget gear. Let me see. Share screen. One of these buttons will share my screen. <clears throat> yeah. We picked a different size, but we picked the same product. Um and, and I'll talk a little bit about mine after you do that. And there it is. The GRS 12SW-4 12-inch polycone subwoofer. GRS is a Parts Express house brand. Is that right, Nick? It is. Yeah, that is owned by... So, you know, when you think Dayton Audio, that's basically Dayton Audio, just a different one. One of my earliest videos was the budget base box. Back then, this thing was 23 bucks, and now it's 35 Oh, which as a percentage know. is a lot. Yeah, that's a huge jump. Uh, I, I'm not, I mean, I think it's still good for a cheap subwoofer, but 35 versus 23, <laughs> that's, I mean, at $23, is so cheap. You throw it on to get free shipping at Parts Express or throw it on so that you can get the coupon, the next coupon level, and you have a, a cheap subwoofer to play with. But, uh, but at 35, I don't know. Do you, do you think it's still a good deal at 35, Nick? Um, I, I don't have any experience with the 12 inch. Um, I think the 10 inch still at, which is only $5 cheaper for 30 bucks. I think it's still a good deal. Um, and I'll tell you the reason why the 12 inch is probably still, I mean, at $35, I mean, you really can't get a good subwoofer period. And you can tell just by looking at them that they're inexpensive subwoofers, right? They're not like this, like extensive high quality subwoofer that you're like, Oh my goodness, look at what I got of such a steal, but it's, it's the performance that you get um, for uh, the price that you're paying that we're talking about, right? So 
when I did this, I did the ISO 100, which I call the mega earthquake. I actually call it the ISO 100 build. And that's because these used to be $20 a piece, right? Now there's 30. So it was actually only 80 bucks, but I was thinking, well, maybe they might go up. It's 25. They went up to 30. So I guess it's now the ISO 120. But if you take four of these GRS subwoofers, 10 SW4s, and put them in an isobaric configuration, which I have all this on my website. You could just go to this website and you can like build this yourself. Um, you can build something that, as far as output goes, down low. Are you, uh, you mean add to the stream what you're doing? Yeah. Let me add you to the stream. Yes. You weren't added to the stream yet. So let's, let's, oh, let's I see. Added to, oh, I'm sorry. I, I realized all of a sudden you were scrolling and it's all like, oh, wait, no one else can see what you're scrolling through. <laughs> Let me actually be competent as a host today. Okay. So this is the ISO 100. Um, and it uses four of these, you know, cone to cone, reverse polarity. So that's pushing and pulling at the same time. Uh, parallel wiring here and then in series. So you get a nominal forearm load. By doing this, you get the same box size as one subwoofer so you can get four in the exact same box size as as you know one uh and it goes down flat to almost 20 hertz and so nick i'm going to interrupt just a second here um uh, dev null says that the jbl gx 1200 will be uh 30 bucks during the holidays well 30 bucks is cheaper than this 35 so i think the gx 1200 is going to dethrone the uh gsr 12 as the ultimate budget subwoofer and go ahead. Yeah. You were you were saying you uh, same no. size as as one subwoofer. Um, well, same box size one subwoofer. But here's the deal: um, it has the output that's only about three decibels less than an Ultimax 18 at the same frequency range for 120 only, bucks of worth of drivers. And you need less power to push it, right? Because they're they're more sensitive. So you only need about 250 watts of power, and this thing will. I mean, so, you know, when you compare it to something like an Ultimax 18, which is one of our favorite subs, now it's not going to, it's not going to sound as good, you know, uh, it's going to have more motor noise, things of that nature. But like, I think page three of this, there's a guy that's playing a video of it. It is hilarious because uh, it's shaking his house. And then all of a sudden he's like scanning like the camera around. And all of a sudden you hear his wife from the kitchen go, why are there things shaking in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I think still for 120 bucks. Um, in that size box, like with that type of build, I don't know of a better budget. Uh, address Eric's build. comment is, is the, the 10 inches, is it the 10 SW4? Is that correct? Yeah. So Eric's saying he might just have to bolt another one to the front of his current one and just go ahead and make his, uh, his own isobaric enclosure. <laughs> isobaric. Right. Cause yeah. Yeah, the clamshell because that thirty dollars subwoofer, it's not that bad. I guess that's just inflation for you, dude. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. If you listen to four of those with that SPA two hundred and fifty, you would not believe that they were one hundred and twenty dollars worth of drivers. That's and see, that's what you're really shooting for with with a budget build. You're trying to find that magic, um, that magic combination where you didn't spend a lot of money and you got a fantastic result. Yes, fourteen point four volt talk is in the house. Uh, so <laughs> glad to have you here. Regular guy audio, just a regular guy with his uh, TARDIS uh, um, symbol here. My wife had a plate hitter in the kitchen during a video once, never posted the video. It was unpleasant. <laughs> hey, I, I was going to say too, um, those JBLs that he's talking about, those went on sale last year too at, at um, Best Buy for 30 bucks. And a lot of people have been uh, sharing build builds those just for uh, like a lot of people use them as like real up close to hit you in the back. Uh, it's kind of like your little sound stage right there and it's supposed to be pretty good. I don't think though they'll go as low as the 10 SW4. That's the, that's the kicker. So mm. I guess it depends on if you're trying to go low or if you're trying for like if in a car, it doesn't matter as much. Mr. Juarez here, uh, comment on the cheap Blaupunk subs from Walmart. Can you still get those? Does anybody know if they're still available and still that cheap? My recollection was they sold out really quick because they were just virtually nothing. <laughs> really? Yeah, uh, Derek uh, did some of those on his channel. He found them cheap at walmart.com with a bunch of other blonde punt stuff about that time and ended up, oh, excuse me, running running them out of stock after he posted a video. <laughs> yeah, that it looks like the 12-inch on Amazon at least is 50 bucks. That's, I don't know, yeah, 50 bucks. Man. I think I could find something... Right. Maybe a little nicer than that. 
Nick, what else do you got? What's next? What's 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 first on your list? Since I've already talked about what's on our our joint list here. Um, you know, there's a lot of different uh, things. I, I, I'm going to go kind of out of the realm and and assume that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna show you this. I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen real quick. Actually, I can just do it on the same screen that's already sharing. Let's just do that. Let me add add you to the stream here. So this oh, is oh hey. This is a 3D printer. Uh, it's a little blue did. robot. What's up with that? <laughs> well, you know what? A lot of people in car audio are now printing like their uh, pot, like tweeter pods um, or door adapters um, or even in, um, you know, home theater that you can actually like at Thingiverse, they actually have full speakers that you can print off now, which is pretty cool. And this one I actually reviewed not too long ago. It's $50 off right now. And this thing is the easiest way to get that i know of to get into um 3d printing because literally you have to connect you see this little cable right here yeah it's already run for you you just have to plug it in right there uh and I, you have to plug in the one to this and then there's four screws right here at the bottom on either side it comes folded up already you just unfold it put those screws in connect those two things and you're ready to print it's crazy how easy it is so you're ready to print, but what do you have to do to get ready to actually print? What kind of software do you need? What do you go to get a design to print something? What's what's involved in that part? So it comes with the it comes with the software. You don't have to do anything else. You just put it on your computer as long as you have a computer. Uh, you hook it up either USB or um, it comes with like a little micro USB to USB stick, you know, and you just stick that in your computer. Go to Thingiverse is probably the most common one that people go to. All of those designs are free. Gotcha. Uh, and then you just download it on there. You can resize it uh, and you can just print it off. Um, and then on my website, we actually have a 3D printing uh, part on toysdiyaudio.com slash community that will actually uh, actually have different slicers and stuff that are free as well. So you can you can kind of go in there and, and get those. But to me, like, you know, if you want to take your, your game up one, I mean, $300 now for a 3D printer like a good 3d printer is unheard of. And this thing is, if you want to watch the review, like there's so many things on this that I would never imagine on a $300 printer. So uh, Eric says that uh, the most common thing to print on a 3d printer is 3d printer parts. <laughs> <laughs> Not with this. That's true. That used to be true. Like I had an a net a six, my first 3d printer. It took me like, I swear to you like three days to assemble that thing. And then after it took three days to assemble then it took, I mean, it was crazy. Like this, you actually press like level bed, you press it and it'll go to each corner and you can adjust it like really easily on the bottom. And like you're up and I swear in like 10 minutes, you're up, you're up and printing. So here's a question since we are talking about uh, budget stuff, what's more cost effective printing or laser cutting? What do you think? I have no idea. I have a suspicion that the laser cutter probably costs more to get started, but you're yeah. going to burn a lot of money on PLA whenever you have a, a printer. Well, the PLA is cheap. Um, I mean, laser cutting is awesome, but it's also very expensive, right? Like for the machine and then for the, I mean, most of the time when you're laser cutting, you're laser cutting metal, right? So, you know, that's expensive. So that's, you know, um, your thoughts on Gitsum's question here. Think about picking up a used Crown uh, PA amplifier, I assume. Now, you're using a Crown amp, aren't you, to power your mm -hmm. subs in your home? Yeah, and that actually brings you to one of my other budget gear ones is uh, the the Behringer iNuke. Uh, the reason why I didn't put Crown on there, and, and that's it's not the iNuke anymore. It's now called the NX3000, NX6000, mm. NX1000. Can you, can you slap it up on the screen? The Crown, you said the Behringer NX6000? Uh, well, 6,003, it doesn't matter which one. I mean, it depends on, you know, which one you need. Right. Um, right. Not really. I need them all. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is it. Um, but it's, it's, it won't be 6,000 Watts, but um, no, no. And it's been tested that you, you, if you really, you typically want to change out the fan on it too, cause it's pretty loud. It's very easy and cheap to do. It's like, like 15 bucks to do, but they're made for PA things. Crown. I like depending on which crown you get. Um, I love crown. I, I would rather have a crown over the Behringer. It's just crowns are more expensive. Typically. I do not like, um, the, uh, cheaper DSP series, which is the, um, the oh, Behringer DSP series. No, not the Behringer, the, uh, the crown, crown DSPs. 
because they they have a undefeatable high pass at 30 hertz uh ah. and with and most of the time you're using this for home theater and so you know for me that's that's a no-go that's the, so the cheaper series. crown has an undefeatable high pass xls series well they they all have a, a undefeatable high pass but most of them are at 20 hertz gotcha the, X, the xls series is at 30 hertz uh, um, so i that's would a deal rather, breaker yeah you know, the XTI series, though, is significantly more money, right? Like the XTI series for the same like power is like $800 compared to like three or four hundred. Um, and the Behringer is between, you know, 300 to 500, depending on the power you give it. And it also you, it has like when you plug this up, you can plug this up to your computer and then you can set, you know, which high pass you want. And so it's got an infrasonic filter. Does it have a regular like crossovers or a low pass crossover on it? So any of these ones that I'm looking at right now, I'm talking about have DSP in it. Actually, this is not the D series. This is not the one with the DSP. The NX4-6000 have a D on the end for DSP. Um, those will have those will have um, uh, DSP on it. You know, regular audio guy says it is defeatable. I, I've talked to Crown, and Crown says it is not. So um, if you know of a way that is defeatable, you can share it on the forum. But uh, Crown... Has said no. It's it's automatic. 30, 30, 30 high pass is the lowest, and it, it's automatic. But you can you can go up, but you can't go down. According to Crown. Bummer. Bummer. That's uh, I don't know. I, I recall there were some um, some some PA amps or some PA plate amps on Parts Express not long ago that had uh, an undefeatable. Um, oh hey, um, Thomas Marshall. Thank you so much. It's a sad day in Marshallville. I sold my solo S15Ds and my JL8W0s. I'm seriously regretting it. My advice is never, ever to get rid of equipment. I've never gotten rid of equipment and not regret it. <laughs> I, I would much rather just hoard it until I have my gear, you know, surrounding me and I, ha I can't room. I don't have any room or anything. Right? I'm not going to give up any more gear ever again. <laughs> Oh, solo S15Ds and JL8W0s. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's it's hard to give up the gear. So, and and I will say real quick, uh, I did link the wrong one. I, I would only buy the Behringer if it has the DSP built in, because that's where the value saved is. The DSP. Don't have to add your own DSP to it. Yeah, it's nice to have it all in one. Thomas, thank you very very much for that super chat. Uh, we really appreciate those. All right, I've got something for you that I want to show off here. Let me uh, add this to the stream. And so I uh, posted a video on this today, and this is one of Sonic Electronics, one of their house brands, Belva. And what was so interesting to me about it is I took this thing completely apart, and that's not something most people will do with their gear. So I have stripped it completely apart, took everything out of it, and I found that the enclosure itself was actually built halfway decent for a very inexpensive entry-level uh, subwoofer enclosure. There's a 40 amp fuse on the thing. So it should at least has enough fuse to do its rated power. I didn't have the ability to do a power test on it. Don't yet have the setup for that kind of thing yet. And uh, what I found in doing some research is it looks like it has an MTX amplifier on it. Um, hmm. And I'm not quite certain what the drivers are, but the drivers are 35 bucks. And so if you bought the drivers for this thing, they're the same price as the 12 inch GRS drivers. And you know, this time last year, I would have said, go for the GRS. It's, you know, 12 bucks cheaper. Why would you want to buy this? Well, I think this is a better driver at $35 than the GRS one is. So if you wanted to buy, if you're looking for just some cheap subwoofer drivers, there's these drivers are 35 bucks. And if you know someone, you got a nephew or something who's trying to get into this and you want to buy them a piece of new equipment, this might be a winner for you. Well, I like this too, because this one, you know, you don't have to build the box. Well, you know, if I know you're talking about just a subwoofer, but you have to build the box it has the amplifier all built in and it, it looks like it's designed fairly well as as far as oh and it yeah. even has a, a gain switch that you can yeah yeah i got the base knob is metal and it's a really nice base knob and again it's the base knob is is the exact same one as the mtx amp uses so it's definitely an mtx device and uh, it is a metal base knob and so it's got a decent decent knob there it has a nice kind of click as you turn it up and down and That's so nice. for like starter that. gear, I mean, most of the people that, that are in our live stream would probably probably uh, turn their nose up at this. But um, 
250 bucks for, you know, what they claim to be a 360 watt uh, system with a pair of 12s. I mean, if you're just um, trying to get things done cheap, that'll work. And I, as I say that, I just pulled the the base knob apart accidentally. It just came <laughs> apart in my hand as I was screwing around with it. So maybe, maybe, maybe I gotta dial that back a little bit. Maybe it's not as maybe it's maybe it's not worth two fifty. But they're on sale right now. They got a big Black Friday sale. And everything on their everything on their uh, all their in store brands are fifteen percent off. So real quick, uh, regular guy audio said it was actually the XLI that he was thinking of, not the XLS. So okay. that's probably where the confusion was. And Deviant for life said, Justin, did you test it? I mean, test it. <laughs> um, I did take it to uh, a church down the street where there was a nice empty parking lot and nobody around and uh, and gave it uh, everything it had. Um, eh, you know, it, it can definitely get loud, but it definitely gets distorted when it gets up there. So. Uh, that's, you know, that's to be expected for that price. Yeah, I mean, it it, it performs exactly in line with its price. Uh, you know, two hundred and fifty dollars complete package. What do you expect? It is exactly what you should expect for that, which is which is fine. May I also say, well, I, man, I think at that price though, if you have the room, I would still try the ISO one hundred. I think you'd be like thoroughly impressed, especially if you're trying to go for that low low base. But I also want to say, man, we really appreciate Thomas. Man, we miss Thomas. You know, it's been it's been a long time since we saw Tom. He missed the last couple episodes, I think. So it's good to see him back too. Yes, indeed. It, it's, it's good to see everybody. Um, what is oh, up, indeed? True. What do you got for us next, Nick? Mm, that's a good question. I actually, you know what? I, I'm going to put this one up because I know there's a lot of car stereo guys. You know, actually, yeah, I'll do this one next. I, I okay. I've got some budget builds later too, uh, as far as like speaker builds that I'll talk about. Some of them you guys have seen some, but I'll talk about probably all three at the same time because it just makes the most sense. But uh, I'm going to share this. I, I know you have, do you want to share that screen? Uh, yes, there we go. So I know oh, you, yeah. you haven't had good luck with this. Now, this is not an Android-based system like the one you were using. This mm -hmm. is actually a Linux-based, um, but it has Android Auto and it has Apple CarPlay. Now, this is not for the person that's going after an SQ vehicle, right? So someone that's doing an SQ vehicle, you're not going to want this. But like for a 7-inch or 10-inch screen that does Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, which I think is the best way to uh, navigate when you're trying to like, you know, mess with your phone. This is like the cheapest way that I found that's reliable. Um, right. And it's it's very reliable. It, I, I had this for over a year in my house, in my car, <laughs> not my house. I had the 10 inch version of this, a uh, 10.1 inch. And I loved it. And the only reason why I got rid of it is because they total sent me a little bit better one. They sent me their uh, S8 Ultra, which is significantly more money and, and really cool. But that one is an Android based. This one being um, Linux based. I mean, it's just very fast. There's not much to it. And, and all you do is you plug your phone up to it and Android auto comes up and it just works. You can be like, you know, whatever your Android safe word is, you can say that and it'll pop it up and you can tell it to call people or message people or tell it to navigate places. It's all, all hands free at that. I, I really like it. And so this is um, the difference between the one you tested and the one I tested. First of all, the one I tested uh, was a hundred bucks. They were running a sale, so you could have picked it up for 80 bucks. But for 80 bucks, you should have just left it. Uh, 25 Hertz to Life pointed out you can get a dual deck at Sonic Electronics for that. And, you know, dual isn't the greatest thing in the world, but dual works. You connect it and it does the job. But the one that I tested, it 100% failed to execute on everything. It did not have Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. It had an app that would do a phone link. And, the, you know, their app wasn't even on the damn app store. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a phone jailbreaker. I'm not going to download apps from outside the app store. And I'm not going to recommend that my that my viewers do it because I don't want someone downloading some scammy virus app and then getting pissed off at me. Um, and this is the beauty about YouTube. Uh, you know, everyone can, can test these things. And so Nick's tested one. I've tested one. Mine was a dud. Nick has found a decent brand. Oh no. I found some really bad ones too. Like CKane I had, they, I didn't put the video out cause it was so bad and it was expensive. It was like $500. And it was bad. This one for like 200 bucks. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's hard to find. And once again, this is for people that want Apple CarPlay, uh, sorry, Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. You know, like that's what this is all about. For those that want the ease of use, you know, the, like the 
car that you're driving to work and back where you just want to plug up your phone to it. And as soon as you plug up your phone to it, you have everything there. And that's all it does. You know, as soon as you plug the phone up, Android Auto starts and you're good or Apple CarPlay starts. And here's the thing. Oh, I did. Spit. I did do a video on this, by the way. Um, it's on my I'll, I'll link it in the comments, actually. There's um, um, and spending more money doesn't always get you something that's better. I put an Alpine ILX uh, W650 in my wife's car and the um, it's finicky. It, if, it, if the USB cable's not perfect, plugging in your phone does no good. And so if, if your cable gets old or worn out and it's not a high quality cable, it, it's garbage and the Android Auto and Apple CarPlay don't even work. And I'm looking forward to the opportunity to rip that out of her car and try something different in her car because she's commuting and she needs the ability to hands-free and, and communicate. So, so I'm not happy with the ILX W650's uh, Android Auto capabilities. And I would say... For whatever reason, Ecoto actually really surprised me. I, I thought this was going to come in and it was going to be junk. I really did. But I was like, I'll give it a shot. And I'm glad I did because, you know, it just works. It's like I said, it just works. Nothing special. It just works. All right. Now for something completely different. You ready for this? I mentioned this before. This is my absolute favorite I consider this to be the the table saw replacement for those who can't afford a table saw. This is the Craig Rip Cut, and since I bought a Craig Rip Cut, they've, they've done some upgrades to it. Um, there's a um, a piece you can see kind of right here on the screen. This little piece right here, the little gray thing sticking out, that you can use to calibrate it. So you can take your saw in and out and and stay calibrated. I think that's the piece. But there's a piece that'll do that now. So if you need to pull your saw, you don't have to recalibrate it to put it back in. And Craig also has one called the AccuCut, which is basically a track saw that you can mount any uh, circle saw to. And so if you don't have the money for a table saw and you've got a, a circular saw, eh, for 40 bucks, you can make straight accurate cuts. And so I'm a big fan of the rip cut for those who can't afford even the cheapest table saw. This is better than the $120 Harbor Freight table saws, uh, the Finger Slicer 3000, right? Yeah, just make sure you got a good blade on your your circle saw. And that's the thing, like a circle saw, like you can pick them up at like a yard sale for like 10 or 20 bucks. I actually, I think I bought one on a black Friday sale once that was a craftsman for like 30 brand new. Yeah. And cordless ones have gotten a lot cheaper lately. And so I, you know, yeah. don't hesitate to grab a Ryobi cordless one. It's uh, especially, you know, if you've already got uh, drills with a battery platform, uh, you know, a saw is not that much more expensive. And that's uh, the, um, the cordless ones are nice because you're not fighting a cord. What we got oh, wow. here? That's surprising, actually. <laughs> I like when. I mean, I have some when, but I, that's surprising. I haven't tried any win equipment yet. I'm, I need to at some point. So I bought the win um, dust. Uh, what do you call it? Like dust extractor? You know? You oh yeah, yeah. The, the filter. Yeah. yeah, the filter. Yep. And the funny thing is, it's like the exact same one as I think the Jet and a couple other brands. It just says when, like they use yes. the same filters and everything. I mean, there there might be some differences, like you know, but by all looks from the outside, it looks to be identical. But, you know, probably internally, it's probably just like the amplifier boards that we talk about sometimes that are ripoffs where they use you know some minor differences, and there are actual performance differences, but for the price, you know. Absolutely. What do you got up next? Um, so I'm going to go with a couple, you know, actually, I'm going to do this one first because I think this one's pretty cool. Um, this is a, a new product that just came out. So when I bring this up, it's one of these things that I'm, you know, it's going to, you probably haven't seen it yet. Uh, and I found it to be, uh, well, I'll explain why I found it to be budget because I think that there's some things about it that just make it just pretty amazing so while you're pulling that up uh, thomas marshall said he's not a big uh win for tools not a big fan of win for tools they have some useful stuff though yeah and i think it probably depends on what you're getting right so so pioneer has a dmh 160 bt that's 250 bucks at most walmart so that's good mm. and it has android auto and apple carplay and that's see like that would be another another good one and some of that would be coming down to size too. Like if you want the 10 inch, you're paying like 200 and around $220 for and, the 10 inch. Atoto. And, and El Fuego has a, uh, has a point. 
you know, you, you've got to, uh, sometimes the best thing is to have friends and relatives who have tools and like to do things. All right, let's add this to the stream. What do you got? What is this? So this is kind of neat. Like, you know how everyone wants to build their own soundbar now? Like, I want a soundbar, but I want it to look cool. So you can, like, take that overnight sensations and make them into a soundbar, right? Yeah. So this actually has an amplifier built in, but the thing that makes this so cool is it has arc on it, HDMI arc. So you can actually hook up. So a lot of times the problem with building your soundbar is how am I going to connect it to my TV? Maybe I use optical out, which this has on it. Maybe I use auxiliary out. But a lot of new TVs are doing HDMI ARC, which stands for audio return channel. Audio return channel. Yeah. 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 So, so once you plug it in and once you do that, because sometimes when you plug up like your optical or something, you have to actually switch between onboard or outboard audio. So when you do ARC, you don't have to do that. You can actually have, you know, both going at the same time. Um, and that's really cool. And you can use, you know, your TV remote control, all these things that are cool with ARC. So this actually has HDMI ARC, on it, which I found to be, you know, unbelievable of course it has like your normal stuff too like bluetooth usb aux optical and then it has this board which is goes onto it which you can go to the top of it you know and you know do your minor adjustments so, um, real quick give me a i'm gonna give a shout out to the super chat here from uh, from scott thank you scott we appreciate your support of the entire community um everyone you know you're you're always around. You're always, and you've got your own live stream, don't you, on Friday nights? I think so. Make yeah, sure you roll, tune into that. Uh, the, uh, the, or no, Southern Thunder. Thunder. Southern rolling Thunder. thunder? It's it Rolling thunder, thunder, isn't it? I don't know. I got confused. Now. Tell us now down in the chat. What is it? Um, I was going to say I, I reviewed a, a crappy soundbar, and it had an audio return channel, but the soundbar was garbage. So what is this one? Um, what kind of power is it going to put out? Is it is it worth a damn? Well, and and it's actually Dolby Audio rated, which most are not right? Like your cheap ones are not going to be like that. So it uses an 18 volt, three amp power supply. It has an IR sensor too. So you can use your remote control far away. Another thing I like comes with remote control. It's only two by 30 Watts. So it's not like going to blow you out of the water, but most sound bars aren't anyway. Right? right. So for me, I like the arc that supports Dolby digital decoding. I like the remote control. It all comes in one. It's not like the cheapest one, but when you consider what it all has in it i feel like that's like that's the easiest way you're going to do it like if you want blue if you want hdmi arc on there like this is the first time that i can really say you can do it and you can diy it so to so, me that's what um, makes it such a good budget so here's a question uh i'm sure i'm pronouncing the first name wrong i think it's joaquin is that right joaquin juarez um has a question about apple carplay and android auto what's the big deal with them it's absolutely fantastic. You basically get all of the the functionality on your phone that's driving related, your maps, your music, uh, Spotify, your podcast, all on a touchscreen in the dash. And the ability to you know use the steering wheel controls for volume and skipping back and forth and using the touchscreen. And, and you of get course, your assistant as well. Right, right. So you just you just say okay Google out loud or you just hit the talk button on your steering wheel and and it'll automatically uh, you know open up and you can do voice commands. So you can just talk to it, it'll text message, it'll read your text messages to you. And uh I want to get it in all my cars. I got a teenage driver now. I want to get in the teenage driver's cars um because of a safety thing. There's no temptation to have your phone out because everything you actually need is right there on the dash. So it's I'm so a big fan favorite. of it. So much safer. I, I once I switched to it, and, and it's great too. Like when you're, you know, when you're driving somewhere, like if you all of a sudden there's an accident ahead of you, it'll ask you if you want to reroute. And you can just say yes or no or whatever. It's great. Um. By the all way, right, there please. was there there was a con Scott said Rolling Thunder is the podcast, which is okay on Thursday night, and then Southern Thunder is their new Atlanta audio distribution and retail sales. Ah. So that's why it's. I was like, wait, is it? That's why I was thinking Rolling Thunder too. But then I was like, no, there's also Southern. That, that's what it is. And and yes, my insurance bill doubled when I got a teenage driver. <laughs> so Justin, what about you, man? We haven't seen much from you. I, I think this. Oh, is cool. um, I've got I've got plenty of ideas here. I'm going to change gears, and I want to talk about this right here. Um, I am a fan of the Dayton Audio DSP-408, and the reason why I've always been a fan of the Dayton Audio DSP-408 is because it is the least expensive digital signal processor for a car that has enough inputs and outputs to actually make it work. Hmm. 
Um, now, there are some people not a fan of it, doesn't think it performs very well, but for 150 bucks, you can't beat it. And then Parts Express went up on the price of the DSP 408. It's now $177. And the new Budget King digital signal processor is the PRV Audio DSP 2.8. It is now the cheapest, you know, enough channels to get the job done. It's a eight, um, eight channels out, I think. I forget what the inputs and outputs are, but it's, it's you know, has enough channels for you to do a three-way front stage. Now, this um, is one you haven't used yet, correct? I have not used it. Uh, Parker, Parker, the base head, he's changed his channel name recently. He's now Parker, the base head, uh, has reviewed one on his channel. He didn't say anything negative about it. One cool thing about this one, you don't need to plug it into a computer. It's got the little screen on it and it's got the little dial. And so you can do all of the stuff right from the device. And so there's none of this, oh, my God, fish a laptop out and drag it out to the truck and plug it in. Uh, and so I think this might actually be the new the new king of budget digital signal processors. Now, and, it, case, and it might suck, but it's still the cheapest one. <laughs> now, and just so, just in case you guys don't know, all of the links that we're talking about are down, down in the description. They are um, going to be affiliate links for either my, me or Justin. But, you know, that if you're interested in any of these products, just take a look at them down there or look them up on your own. Hey, the notorious RVH is in the house. Oh, and uh, was, was somewhere here. I'm oh, glad. There was a I'm glad you know, I need ago. to do more of those. He said that he loves the win ISD videos. And I, I appreciate that because I got to do more of those. I, I've been trying and, and I got to do some more testing of drivers, too, because I think that makes a big difference for people. So there we go. Just, just use longer speaker wires. Time delay. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> so. Okay, that may be inappropriate. Let's not read that one out loud. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that's not. Um, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the next one. Uh, I'm gonna talk about. I was gonna say post links. <laughs> I'm gonna get the correct thing so I can get twelve cents. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Sometimes I wonder if it's even worth posting affiliate links. You know, the 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 return on it is so small, but. You know, I'm going to post links anyways, because there's cool stuff I run across that I want people to know about. And so there you go. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. You don't like affiliate links. Like people think you make like a ton of money. It's it's not. I mean, it can add up. But uh, what one sale in and of itself might be 12 cents. If you're lucky, it might be 12 cents. <laughs> and, and, you know, one thing that I do once I realized that how important the whole affiliate link thing was for for people for for kind of cash flow in their their YouTube channels. Once I realized how that worked, if I want to buy something, I'll go looking for someone that I follow to see if they put a link up just to click on it and buy it. Um, I don't know if you do that, Nick, but I do that. We've already talked about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I you, you should support people that you that you believe in. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I support people and I think they should support you. I, I think that's a good thing. So hey uh hey Robert Van Hoy what uh, what table saw did you buy real quick I'm just curious I'll I'll wait for your comment to pop up and I'll throw it up on the screen and Nick you want to show off what you've got next yeah um I want to kind of talk to you guys about uh, DIY amplifiers in general so this is the Ice Power 200 series I did a whole video on this and it's like how to build a three thousand dollar amplifier for three hundred bucks and a lot of these um, older hi-fi amplifiers use this technology in it and. You can build them for cheap. I mean, like, you know, 300 bucks or so, you can build yourself your own little hi-fi uh, stereo or some people call it dual mono, um, you know, amplifier. So I, I'm i a big fan on doing something like that. There's a video link to the description. Having said that, uh, I'm going to give you another website because this Saturday we're going to be talking DIY amplifiers. Um, and if you are interested at all in understanding DIY amplifiers or what makes some amplifiers better than others, we're talking with Orchard Audio and they actually use new technology instead of like most of the transistors and amplifiers are silicone. And the newer technology for class D is actually called uh, GAN. Uh, and GAN actually supposedly has faster switching for class D. So you know, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about those. They actually sent me some of these modules to build uh, a DIY amplifier. So we're going to be building another one. Um, these things are supposedly state of the art. Uh, it does use the gallium nitrate technology, which we talked about. And then it also includes like the 
best power supply I've ever seen. It's actually a Hypex power supply, and that thing is like, it's massive and it's heavy and it's it's amazing. Um, there's all kinds of things it came with, but it's it's really impressive. I think this um, this this company reached out to me right before I went in for my back surgery, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm about to get cut on, so I, I'm going to be down. I haven't posted anywhere near as much as I want to on the channel because I haven't been able to move as much as I'd like. So, but I'm I'm really interested in learning about this because that looks, it looks like they got some really cool stuff. I'd love to build some of that, so I'm going to try to catch that one. Uh, Joaquin Juarez, thank you for the super chat. We really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Absolutely. Did he tell you which table saw he got? No. Uh, he got the rigid table saw. He, he's a Bosch fan, and, and the Bosch was a little too much, so he went with the rigid. The rigid is a good, a good solid table saw. Which is interesting because we were just talking about how we both like Bosch before this, before the show, like today. Yeah, I've got a pair of the Bosch, uh, the Bosch routers, and Nick was looking at buying one. I think I talked him out of it, though. I don't know how I did that. I wasn't trying to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Speaking of table saws, Nick, do you mind if I pop this over real quick since the, the chat yeah, was talking about table saws? I'm so this is, uh, this is my saw. Um, uh, it's usually $350. Bucks. It's on sale for $299. This is a newer version than mine. And it's a, it's a pretty good saw. And the reason why I went with this one was because uh, of all the kind of entry-level saws, it was the cheapest saw that had a really wide um, uh, cut width. So this one has up to a 30-inch cut width. I have, I'm leery to recommend it because it's a little bit wobbly and like the table itself isn't really all that large and the fence is absolute garbage. You have to lock down both the front and the back of the fence. And if you don't lock it down square, you'll end up binding against the blade and eating a piece of wood in the face or worse. But you know what's cool about that is it looks like you can take that right off the base if you wanted to and you could build like a nice wooden base without feed table if you wanted to. <laughs> Actually, the base is integrated into the device. You can't remove it easily. Oh, really? But it does fold up. And that's one, one of the reasons why I went with it was I'm, I'm limited on space. I'm working out of a two-car garage that my wife still likes to park in. And so um, being able to fold it up and roll it out of the way is, is really important. So I know I'm, I'm kind of like, do I recommend it? Meh, meh. You know, it's, it's better than the $150 and $200 saws. But... Um, you know, is it as good as that uh, Bosch saw or the rigid saw that's more about 500 bucks? No, nowhere near as good as those. Um, El Fuego did a super chat. Thank you, El Fuego. Rumor has it that there could be a sound advice reunion during High Five Vegas 12 Days of Christmas. Uh, any insight? Anytime that Rob wants to have us on one of his shows or he wants to come on one of ours, standing invitation if he wants to come join us. So if he would like to hang out with us sometime, we'd love to have him. Rob's a great guy. We will love to have him as long as he pays us. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, wow. Um yeah, screw this screw this cobalt saw. Get the rigid. 400 bucks for so sure if you're trying to get into the table saw game. Here's the other thing too I'd say is is look at your local ads, talk to people as well, look for used. Um both all the ones that we're talking about right now are considered contractor saws. There's nothing wrong with them uh, at all, but if you can get a cabinet table saw, that'd be better in the same price range. Um and a cabinet table saw uh I bought my cabinet table saw from a friend of mine. It's a an old um oh now I can't think of the name. You guys all know it. They're green. It's a, it's a jet, was it a jet? No, or it's a powermatic. It's a powermatic, yep. Powermatic um yeah. 66. Awesome table saw. They're like very expensive, all cast iron top. And I, I paid 200 bucks for it. So I, I paid the same as what you know, what well, less than what these are. So, you know, take take a look. So that cobalt saw back when they didn't start their Black Friday sales in November was notorious for going on a deep discount Black Friday sale. I know a guy in town who's a who's a contractor who bought two of them for 80 bucks each on Black Friday a few years back. So, all right. So the, the one thing I'm going to mention now, um, it's away from tools, but it has to do with this is uh, I'm going to answer this question. This guy said, hey, you know. I've had the dreams of the Cinema 6 you made. Still think they're fantastic for the price. I do. Um, in fact, I was going to talk about some DIY speaker builds that are cheap to get you into it. So if you want some bookshelf builds, um, Overnight Sensations are fantastic builds. Uh, they'll get you a good base. They're only about $150. Um, the uh, C-Notes are about $100. They're not going to get you as much base. So if you're after base, 
they're not those so it'll get you more clarity um you also have the dinas now if you're really interested in the dinas i have two versions of the dinas now i have the dinas of passive version which means you can hook it up to any amplifier and the active version which uses the built-in amplifier and obviously those are like bass for days i mean that's unbelievable how much bass you get out of those little 12 and a half inch tall speakers um and then finally the last two if you're into home theater uh cinema six are fantastic yes i think they're absolutely worth the price um and the ones that i like that might be just a little above the cinema six because they do really good at both music and movies and they're if you're doing it with music they're they're really full range uh i would consider the soundstage 15s uh and soundstage 15s are what i'm going to build for outside cinema six for inside Subwoofer King, thank you for the super chat. We appreciate that. That means a, that means a whole lot that people are willing to reach into their pocket and, and drop money on us, you know, no matter what the amount. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. And there is a bidding war. Uh, people are trying to buy RVH's table saw from him. Uh, we're up to 226 <laughs> and a pennies. He's going to make a dollar and one cent profit minus shipping. <laughs> <laughs> so 20 people uh, should smash that button or they're going to get cold fast food for a year <laughs> well you got something else you want to put up on the screen nick i've always got things i can put up on the no, screen no, you, you do one i just talked about those diy speakers oh, where is it i had oh okay i don't have something to put up on the screen but i have a uh, guys it's a sneak peek for something uh that i think it's a pretty good deal actually that i have here physically with me that no one knows that i have yet so the live stream gets to see it okay so watch out here we go i bit the bullet and i went and i got one of the the down for sound jp8s mm. and uh i really the reason why i bought it i don't need it i bought it simply because it's blue and blue is kind of like my color theme for my channel and so i just went a blue amplifier and oh, i cool. just you know it, it looks good it's been tested and shown to make its power and for around 200 bucks <laughs> i think it's a really good deal it's got a base knob that has a um a voltage readout on it and so i have uh i went for it um i do love that plexi bottom there the glare from the from the big light um and oh wow that heat sink is sharp uh and it's <laughs> it's pretty sweet a nice four gauge inputs um and i i'm happy with it looking forward to getting it into a vehicle testing it out so um it is it is pretty it's a it's a good looking amp i um i kind of like um i don't know i think that um, someone says i should get the orange um Maybe the orange might might work at some point. I did get a degree from the University of Tennessee, so orange might actually be a good idea. So I'll also mention this since we talked about it. guys. If you want to, go to toidsdiyaudio.com slash community um, and start typing away on the audio. That we have a car audio section. I'm going to do at the end of the month. I'm going to give away money or, or prize. I'm not sure what yet. It's probably going to be at this time. It's going to be money to just someone random that just for commenting on there, share some of the stuff that you're doing, you know, let us know, show some pictures like the down for sound amps or whatever you have, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Oh, and Andy from living loud with Andy, I'm sorry, is the one uh, heading that up. So show him. Some oh, we got to get him on sometime. I know. I, I told him that too. I said that I, I, I messaged I, him that and I forgot to message you, but we need to get him on. Yeah. Yeah, you want you want, you, you want to invite him on your week, or you want to invite him on mine. Either one works. We'd love to have him on. Doesn't matter. I mean, next week probably is going to be tough because we already know what we're going to talk about. But maybe the following week would be good if you don't have something. I mean, you know, we'll talk about it off camera. We don't need to be talking about it right now. Sure. No, but I, I like Andy. I think he's got a good on-screen presence. Uh, so I'd, I'd like to have him here to join us. Um, yeah, just no talk about those Steelers. <laughs> I'm <just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got next? Oh, um, you know what? I'm going to talk about one of the things that we all hey, speak of the devil. I actually do. By the way, I do like the Steelers. I'm just joking. Um, I lived in Pennsylvania for a long time, so you can't not kind of unless unless it's the uh, the Eagles and you can just not because, man, Philadelphia is a terrible place. Sorry if anyone lives there. Feel bad for you, except for your cheesesteaks. Uh, now, back to what what I like is the. Um, I will go with something that I know we both think is one of the best deals in home audio. 
uh, or I'm sorry, car audio, audio, audio in general, it doesn't really matter which one, which is DATS. You know, you have to have good measurement equipment if you're going to do this type of stuff. So DATS and a UMIC one are probably the two best, cheapest things here. So here's DATS. If you guys are not familiar with DATS, basically what DATS is, is, oh, no, DATS didn't even come up. I'm going to have to change that link. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they changed it. You know what? They've been doing this a that's lot. That's terrible. Just, that, that, that's terrible. It's about 130 bucks, but you can do so much with it. You can test whether your speaker is good or bad. Uh, you can test its impedance. You can actually get its impedance uh, graph. Uh, you can test the tuning frequency of your box if it's ported. Uh, I mean, there's so many things that you can do with it that it makes like for 130 bucks is like one of the best deals I can think of with testing equipment. And a UMIC one is also one of those microphones. I tell people like, hey, if you're not doing this like all the time, get the UMIC one. Like it's, it's a great microphone. It's cheap. You can get all your measurements from it. You can get your FRD files for those that want to build speakers uh, or just test speakers. Um, and, and there's a lot of things that you can do. It's a little bit more complicated than something like the OmniMic, in my opinion. The OmniMic, you just plug up and you're, you're ready. It, it does pretty much all the figuring out for you with, you know, with, the, the free program, it's going to be a, like Rue, it's going to be a, a little bit more complicated and convoluted. But once you figure that out, you know, so there'll be a little steeper learning curve, I guess. But once you figure that out, um, it's a great program, great microphone, and you can't beat it for someone that's doing this, you know, on the side as a hobby or just for fun. And, and the DATS opinion. is really easy to use. Um, the, the only other thing I'm aware of that can, that can do, you know, the, the impedance sweeps, uh, is uh, an SMD, you know, uh, Demore engineering device. Uh, the advantage of that device is it's standalone. You don't need a computer. Uh, but if you've got a laptop and you want to drag it out to the garage, this is great. It's great for testing. You know, every speaker box I build, I do a DAT sweep. I did a DAT sweep on that Belva box and found out the thing was tuned absurdly low. They actually tuned it a little bit too low, I think. So this is this is handy. I'm, I'm a big fan of the DATs. And that's the thing, like DATS and a UMIC one, as long as you take care of them, they're going to last you like forever. And, and you don't need much to run them, right? Like a very small computer, like very, like it doesn't have to be a high powered computer. Oh no, I was using an old hand-me-down computer that when my wife got a new one to, to work from home um, and it was just slow. It took 20 minutes for the damn thing to boot up. And I'm actually using a Surface tablet now for my DATS and it's Surface tablets got plenty of juice for the DATS. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't All right. matter much. Here's what's cool. If you plug the DATS into your computer and just go about your business and, like, hook a, hook a speaker up to it to test and your computer dings or something, it'll play through the speaker because the DATS actually is a small amplifier. Yeah, it, it's seen as a sound device. Um, yes, exactly. The thing with – and I will say, like, for me, like, I use the OmniMic. I don't use the UMIC. But once again, I mean, I'm testing speakers – almost daily right so for me it's a little bit different because i want those measurements like right now i want you know i don't want to have to think about it there's a guy on on the forum that went from the umic one to to the omni mic and he swore he was using it wrong because it was just too easy he's like no it can't be this easy i'm like no, done. Like, like that's the cool thing i guess but it's it's like twice the price so it's not cheap you know and there's also the earthquake which is another good one too so, Andy, the thing about the DATS is you can use it to get TS parameters. If you find yourself using old speakers, if you find yourself sourcing speakers from who knows where, and you need to know the TS parameters so you can model and win ISD, the DATS is, is the only thing I know of that can give you the TS parameters easily. And I use it, again, every time I build a box or test a box, I'll do a DATS sweep, and I'll get the tuning frequency. So there's no measuring and guessing to find out what the tuning frequency is. Yeah. Uh, and, and like we said too, if, if you're not sure, like sometimes you want to test the speaker, you, you take a one that you know is good and then you test another one and it'll do a rub and buzz test and it'll tell you if it's bad or not. Right. So right. if so you're if like, you Hey, pair. I think my speakers are good. Yeah. 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 If you got a pair, you can see if they're, if they're the same or not. Or if, or if you're a speaker manufacturer and you bring a bunch in and you want to like, you know, start checking up. It's, it's so handy though. I, I use it like all the time. And of course, if you're building speakers and you've put it in a box, you have to have that. And no, it will not work on your iPhone and it won't work on a Chromebook that I know of. You need to have a Windows-based machine. 
Um, so other things you can do with that, so you can use it to test uh, resistors, capacitors, um, inductors. And so if you are building your own crossover networks and you, and you've used, sometimes you put just a pile of these things laying around, you're like, what the hell are these? And the labels have fallen off. I definitely yeah. got some of those, right? In fact, there was a question earlier that I wanted to bring up. I forgot who asked it. Someone asked about rebuilding a three-way crossover for their um, Optimus, I think they said uh, uh, subwoofer bill, which kind of kind of got my attention because my first real set of speakers was uh, Radio Shack uh, Realistic System 1010. I still have them, and they're beginning to fall apart. I need to I need to replace the drivers. The foam's falling all out of them. And so, yeah, if you're going to be uh, 25 hertz to life, yes. So um, Nick's the guy to talk to for designing crossovers. I've tinkered with it just enough to know that I don't know what I'm doing, and I need to get better at it. But uh, and that's one of those things. That if you have measurement equipment and you're willing to take some measurements that we ask you to, we'll help you out on the forum. Uh, we've already done that a few times. So people that like even if you just want to know like what what takes in place, like you can you can take a look. Like we have one that's a great one that actually has. Yeah, that's true. Um, that actually has uh, all the downloadable files. So then you can try and figure out like what we did and why we did it. And he's right. Notorious RVH says, hey, the parameters can change slightly the more it gets broken. I actually tested that with DATS on my channel. Do you need to break in a driver? Um, so, yeah. And he's right. My understanding of the TS parameters is that you actually, you know, um, um, the parameters listed in the specs are supposed to be for a driver that's been broken in. Depends supposed to be. Depends on the <laughs> supposed depends on the manufacturer. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's why that's why like some people like ask, you know, why do you like certain manufacturers? Because some of them actually give you realistic TS specs that you can go off of before you actually buy it. And some not so much. Uh, and good frequency response graphs, you know, that are pretty close, you know, or similar. Uh, also, the temperature will affect your TS specs. So, you know, you should let your driver sit like normal, you know, inside your house at normal, you know, whatever your normal temperature of your house is before you do it. And TS parameters are intended to be done at uh, sea level as well. And so all the modeling in WinISD gives you gives you performance at sea level with some known relative humidity. So those things can change the results. Absolutely. And Joaquin Juarez said, hey, the need to break in varies from person to person. And he's right. Typically, when I'm talking about needing to break it in is for someone that's trying to design a speaker from the ground up. If you're designing a speaker from the ground up, you want a speaker that's broken in because otherwise you're going to design a box that's not on the right spec level, right? You're going to design it for TS parameters that aren't the right ones. Now, typically, though, even breaking it in, it's not a huge difference. Awesome. <laughs> Thomas Marshall commented that he needs a DSP that compensates for bobbing the head while checking out the rapper and the rhyme that he said. So there you go. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, it, it's, it's, this is interesting. I'm looking at the clock and it's coming up on eight o'clock, Nick. And I was thinking, you know, I had this big long list of stuff to get through and I was thinking there's no way that, that we're going to have enough content to fill up an hour. But here we are at an hour already. And so is there anything else that you just want to make sure that you get in kind of under the radar before before we wrap it up? Well, I think we should both talk about what we think is our best budget big subwoofer because you have one and I have one. You have the Ultimax, <clears throat> right? Yes. Um, I, I think that anything that Dayton Audio puts out is probably a good budget deal. Uh, they just you know, specs for spec, just kind of beat most everything that's out there for the money uh, most of the time. Um, and honestly, though, I'd love to get my hands on on the new, um, they built a new high excursion reference subwoofer. And I'd love to get my hands on one of those. Uh, but for me, kind of the, you know, high end, what's the best bang for the buck? I'm, I'm an Ultimax fan and also a fan of those reference subwoofers. I've got a pair of 10 inch references that I use for um, mostly props for videos. I've been meaning to put in some enclosures for uh, over a year and a half at this point. Um, but there's tons of other uh, other fantastic drivers out there besides just the Ultimax. And so I'm always a fan of, of the Dayton brands. We heard a rumor that we were going to be on your show for the 12 days of Christmas. Just an FYI. <laughs> <laughs> that was said today by someone else. I can't say who. Who was it? I don't remember. That's why I can't say who. Um, I think it was 25 Hertz to Life. So 
Seriously, deal. I love Ultimaxes. I'm not going to ever say anything bad about Ultimaxes. For me, one of the better values, even better than an Ultimax, to me is the MX15-22 uh, for a couple reasons. One, it still goes low. Like the 15-inch one. I don't have... I don't know about 12. I don't know about 10 as much because I really haven't messed with them. But the 15-inch... I, I had a friend over from Illinois just a couple days ago that came in here and listened to that and is like, dang, this is like a 4D theater because everything is shaking. you know. And it's one 15-inch sub on 800 watts of power. And I think it's a budget because it's cheap. It's only like 230 bucks. although now it's like crazy backordered. And it doesn't need a lot of power. The Ultimax need more power, although I still love the Ultimax. So I'm not going to say anything bad about the Ultimax because you can't go wrong going with an Ultimax. If, yeah, take an Ultimax, put it in a huge box. If you need a smaller box, go for the reference, uh, the reference high output series. Yeah, you're not gonna get well. The reference high output, again, if you're going for home theater, is only gonna go to about 30 hertz tuned unless you do an extended base shelf. So yes, some of this depends on what you're going for. But if you're going for low base for cheap, I think the MX15 maximum excursion is a great buy for someone. So the the reference series, um, those things are designed to be a sound quality driver. Uh, they have shorting rings right in them. And, and basically the idea is they're better for like a almost a two way system. They're designed to actually reach a little bit higher than most subwoofers and still sound good doing that. And I don't have any experience with there, there's three different versions of the reference. There's the uh, the HO, the high output, and there's now the high excursion. And then there's the the other one, which is high I don't know what they call that. The high fidelity, right? And basically, the high fidelity handles less power. Um, haven't tried one of those out yet, but uh, but those honestly, they really are sound quality drivers for you know your big right and left home theater towers kind of thing. And if you're interested in that, I did on my my channel. I did a subwoofer shootout. We had a 15 inch uh, high output. We had the 15 inch MX MX15, and we did the um, CSS. SDX 12 with pass, dual passive radiators. And we just decided which one we thought sounded best and which one we liked the most. I'm not going to spoil the results for you, but once again, you know which one I think is the best budget right now on X15. So, so might, everything might, might spoil the end a little. Everything else on my list that I've got pulled up here and easy to get to really ought to be next week's show when we talk about Black Friday deals. Because there's a lot of Black Friday deals already out there, so I'm I'm done. I don't have anything else to to share with you tonight. So, no, and I I'll tell you this too, guys. Go ahead and go to the forum. I'm gonna put a thing on there. Black Friday deals. We're gonna set. I'm gonna start putting my list together. Do me a favor. Put some that you found because me and Justin aren't gonna find everything. So maybe there's gonna be something that you find that we don't find that we can still bring to you guys next week. Um, it'll also be a, a place where you guys can go to um, and see what other people have found. And you can kind of, you know, search that. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll break it down to car. I don't know. Well, actually, I'm just gonna do Black Friday deal. Awesome. Well, great. Well, next, what's coming up? Uh, what's coming up on your channel that you want to share with us tonight? Dude, I don't know. I actually thought Thursday was. Thanksgiving. I was like freaking out. I'm like, dude, we got to get ready for Thanksgiving and everything. And my wife's like, dude, it's not till next week. And I'm like, oh, for real? I know. So I like literally have been like stressing out. I'm like, man, I'm not going to get anything done because I, I got, you know, I got to get ready for Thanksgiving. So I haven't even put thought into it. Now, Saturday, though, be there. We're going to be live with Orchard Audio. I think it's going to be a really good time to be able to find out more about amplifiers in general especially if you care a lot about sound quality, we're going to be talking about that. And the fact that Orchard Audio actually offers DIY kits is pretty darn cool, I think. Um, I'm not going to use the uh, case that they have. I'm going to build my own because uh, it's coming from, I don't know, somewhere overseas. And I don't, I don't like right now, anything coming overseas, I don't trust when it'll ever get here. So I'm just like, I'm just going to build my own. <laughs> Yeah, I've got some parts for a project that are um, that are coming in from overseas, and I hope they show up because I'd like to make a video on that. <laughs> it'll, it'll 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 be in December if I'm lucky before I'm able to put the video together. That's crazy. What about you, Justin? What you got going on? So I'm still kind of in, um, you know, 
deep in recovery phase from the surgery. And so I have things I wanted to get done that I thought I'd be feeling up to doing by now that I'm not. Yeah. So I'm still in the, I don't know what's going to come up next. Uh, I've only pumped out one video during the month of November so far, and that one dropped, uh, dropped today. So y'all will be just as surprised as I am when I drop my next video. <laughs> I should, I should sometimes send you the parts to build the passive dinas. If you don't, oh, oh, I'd love to build some dinos at some point. That'd be fun. I'd like to just, I'd like to just kind of like sneakily order some of your kits and not tell you about it and build it and just surprise you with it sometime. Actually, that would be fun. But I, um, I, I, I should do it sometime. Yeah. I was actually thinking about doing a video on just Black Friday deals, but if we're going to do it next week on the live stream, there's no point in doing a video on it. So off, off we go. I don't know. Maybe you could find like all the stuff that we, we talked about and all the stuff that's on the forum. And maybe you could be like, Hey, you know what? Here's a nice, because you know it's an hour long for this right like you could put it in a really small five minute video you True. Know, these are the top five deals or top 10 deals i found or whatever oh yeah and you know there's there's things that that are good deals that i don't have any kind of affiliate deal with like there's so many fantastic deals on tools at home depot right now and, and oh, i mean yeah. now's the i mean now save your money up and go buy toys for yourself this time of year. <laughs> and in fact, I didn't say this, but if you need a shop vac, they have a great deal on a shop vac at Home Depot for 50 bucks. It's huge. It's great. If you need one. I always wanted a shop vac. Yeah, it's typically like over a hundred dollars for it. It's great. Yeah, I, I try I, to buy a new shop vac every six months just, <laughs> just for the hell of it. Well, I try to hook one up to every one of my machines if I can. You know, I'd love to, yeah. Get some dust out. Yeah. All right, guys. So that's it, man. Oh, I'm gonna hit what? the uh Real quick, before we end, walking you are as toys. Will the tank band six and a half inch Neo cells work well in the dinos? Here's the, I actually created a Dinos XL that used the six and a half. I never really put the plans out because here's the deal. Um, the guy I designed them for, he really didn't feel like there was a purpose from going from the six and a half to the five and a quarter. Like you're, you're not really, you're not really gaining anything. I mean, I can get those plans out to people if they really want, but he said, you're not really gaining much. So I don't know. True voice of reason. I'll see you on the forum, buddy. That, All right. But, but yeah, you, you can make a six and a half inch version if you want. All right. Well, I guess it's time to sign out. I'm going to hit the end broadcast button instead of just leave the stream. That might be more effective to shut the <laughs> thing down. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. I am the DIY audio guy, and I will see you on the next adventure. Toy, go ahead and give us your sign out as well. It's Toy's DIY audio, and I'm out.